0: No purchase necessary. Voight were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Travancore, a half-elf Beastmaster
3: Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
1: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns.
4: And I am Lauren, a.k.a. OboCrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, in a dramatic presentation, the Heralds of Greenest lay out all of the evidence to the heads of the houses in town about everything that's been going on. The outcomes are sudden and swift. Asok Amcarthra is disowned and expelled by his father. The rest of the houses gather to start to coordinate defenses of the town. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, I'm your DM Lauren, aka Oboe Crazy. and because it was just St. Patrick's Day, I have Guinness. Boring, yes, but delicious, because Guinness, I, I mean, it's basically drinking bread, but I don't care. Jonathan, what are you drinking?
2: Hey, this is Jonathan, I play Jonathan the Muscular, and tonight I have a brand new drink. I call it Punching Nazis. It is 7-Up, because the, you know, up yours, Nazis. Uh, It has uh, pineapple rum, coconut rum, uh, a little bit of vodka, a little bit of uh, whipped cream vodka. And it is actually really good for all your Nazi punching needs. Because seriously, punch a Nazi. I almost called it the Indiana Jones, uh, because that's kind of what Indiana Jones, he punches Nazis. That's what he does, he punches Nazis. But... I I was like, no, I'm just gonna, you know, punch Nazis.
4: Well, you can always use Indiana Jones as a reference if people get all dour about it. But, you know, I, I agree. Nazis are fun to punch. Bernie, what are you drinking?
1: Um, I am drinking a thing I found in my fridge. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Good.
1: <laughs> it's called Neon Gypsy, and it's an India pale ale. And it's like. I mean, I, it's so hoppy. I just, like, I get why people like hoppy things, but I also am like, mm, it's good. It's good. I'll drink it. I, I'm not huge. Like, sometimes I really like hoppy things, and other times I'm like, Meh. so, like, this is super hoppy. I'm sure there are people out there who like hops, and I'm like, yeah, but now that we have, like, other ways of keeping things from going bad, you don't need to overload your beer with
4: hops. I 100% agree with this. Travancore, what are you drinking?
0: Hello, neighbors. The Viceroy's choice this evening is, once again, the Church Brew Works Pious Monk Dunkel, because I am a pious monk dunkelman. Is it hoppy? It's no, not at all. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Munich Dunkel-style lager, so it has a nice little body to it, and it's quite enjoyable. Indeed.
4: You and I have thickish beers tonight. I love it. And finally, Carlton, what are you drinking?
3: I'm drinking a mint Oreo milkshake that I put whipped cream vodka into because it's 85 degrees today, and I got one for lunch, and they gave me two for the price of one. So I poured vodka in it and put it in the freezer so it wouldn't freeze, and now I'm going to drink it.
4: <laughs> oh my god, that is the best thing I've ever heard of all time. You win. You win drinks today. There are no milkshakes at fail because it is the winter and that's cold. That's when you make ice it's cream, when you have no refrigeration I mean, suspense. you could. Yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to eat ice cream right Traditionally,
1: now. Traditionally, is- ice cream is uh, a winter you treat. you don't know me. You, only can- you have to have ice to make ice cream, and lacking modern refrigeration. I'm sorry, let's play Dungeons and Dragons and not Julia's tour of the historic
4: area. It's winter,
3: there's gonna be ice around.
4: There hasn't been a lot of snow. It's been so far fairly mild, Uh, but it is cold, which is probably helping today because you guys dragged a body of a doppelganger outside (laughs) to sit. And, you know, if it had been warm, things would have gotten ranked.
1: I believe Bernie rolled to see how much poo there was or how bad it smelled.
4: And it was not terrible because it was still fresh. So it's been a couple of hours and where you guys have... uh, basically shown the houses some of the the stuff that you have found they've converged and talked to everybody they've they've been heading over to Travancore because he's been showing everybody the ledger and those that can't read the uncommon or the undercommon that's in the ledger he's been kind of pointing things out people have been taking notes and eventually the tough house leaves and carlton is tagging along with Laro's tough heading back to his place. Is there anything else you guys would like to do? It's it's about noonish right now and and people are starting to finally disperse.
2: Oh, wow. So in my head it was night.
4: I know. <laughs> oh no, you guys got up like first thing in the morning. No, you guys I... got up like you took an 8-hour rest, you got up and you went straight. Like this was a morning raid on the fixer lair. So yeah. it's like noon.
2: Yeah, I I just... Yeah, I just totally spaced. Yeah, let's, Uh, I also need to, to, I guess this is where I can get my special inks at this point for what I'm going to do.
4: Do you have special inks?
2: Uh, I mean, I have wizard inks. I could probably. Okay. I mean, I'm just find, trying to figure a way to RP the, the copying of the spell. And so, and I've already, I've already deducted the money for it. So we can just say, hey, I go to Kyla and she has special inks, wizard inks and she gets the 100 gold I was going to spend.
4: Well, the one hundred gold isn't just for the Or end. however whatever
2: portion of the cost to transcribe a scroll into my spell book, Kyla can get that much. Not that it really matters, but
4: So th- to fill in our listeners, uh Jonathan the Muscular has taken the knock scroll spell that he that you guys have been carrying around forever and ever, and he wants to transcribe it into his spell book so that he has access to it all the time, which is awesome. You still have to mark off a hundred gold for not just but it's mostly time and materials to practice the thing. And that has been done. You have, along with your spell book, wherever you happen to have that hidden, you have some of this special ink to actually do the transcribing now if you would like to go with bernie and see if kyla has some more you can definitely look at buying more but you don't need any more that's part of your wizard kit book thing you just need to spend a couple of hours and a hundred i know
2: i i I, yeah i was just trying to to have a funny fun interaction with kyla
4: we can do that no matter what Uh, bernie's just like i need to go pick up my ink carlson's gone off with laro's tough uh you so you two are gonna go Travancore, what would you like to do
0: did uh lady Passerac leave yet
4: she has but if you wanted to go chat with her she hasn't gone far and she looks like she's heading back to her house I'm all trying to catch up with her. As you run off to catch up with her, it's only going to take a couple of minutes. Everybody kind of disperses at once. It was one of those weird things in where nobody really wanted to <laughs> leave until they were sure, because they didn't want to leave and then have something happen. And so the tough... Wait, who's got the body? Well, the body is just laying out on the, the porch of the I inn mean, and tavern.
1: <laughs> oh, do you want
2: to administer funeral rights to
1: this thing? Uh, no, not particularly, but
2: i I was just saying funeral rites like you were gonna burn it,
1: yeah, I mean
2: I can help burn burning's
1: it. good burning's good. I just do we need to keep the body if we don't need to keep the body. Let's not leave a dead body lying around. It establishes a terrible precedent
2: well, you are absolutely <laughs> right, so since Carlton has gone off to see to see uh, Laro's tough and uh Travancore has gone off to see uh Lady Passerac, why don't you and I? Being the fire people, take care of the body.
1: Let's get. I. I mean, we need to do this. DM, who is God? Um, is there a <laughs> is there a large fireplace inside? This is going to smell. This is not a like in the fantasy world. Burning a body doesn't smell. This sm- flesh.
4: This burning- is not Return of the Jedi, and where everything's clean. Yeah. I mean, can we set up a
2: fire pit in the back?
4: Okay, so I just want you to imagine what happens when you burn fat
1: and fat hitting a point where it we got to do this, we can't do it inside and we can't do it where I'm being way too realistic about this, but I That's just, fine. Let's let's The burning of flesh is not going to um yeah, we need to A a pyre is a good idea. You need a whole lot of temp. The reason they build pyres is because the temperature has to be quite hot. Even the teeth might still last, depending. I guess Bernie would have this knowledge, right? Yeah, she'd have this knowledge. She'd
4: know what dead bodies smell like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sadly, as a cleric, the, while you're not necessarily affluent in funeral rites in specific, especially for anything outside of Queen Bay, you definitely are, are well aware of the disposal of those who you are unable to save. And these would be, these, this would all be information that you are well aware of. Now, whether it's worth it to you to go through all of that, or whether you want to bury the body, or whether you want to just stuff it in a corner of the bar and keep the bar closed for now is totally up to you.
2: Why can't we just set up, we go to the edge of the woods, we set up, like, we dig a little hole, we set up uh, rocks around it, so like a little makeshift fire pit, cross some logs, cast our fire magic, you know, pour some oil, cast some fire magic, and then that should do it, right? Well, um... Take into account we are using magic fire and not the fire of 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 the this IRL Earth.
1: I feel like your heart's in the right place, I feel like it's a good compromise
2: things. so we can we can get it done and then go buy our
4: inks. Guess yeah, so here's here's what we will do. Why don't the two of you think the, about the this actual for a little bit. human
1: inside me that knows that that's not enough temperature to do it. like that's not going to sustain.
2: Well, keep in mind that that mundane fire does does 1d6 damage, and both of us have spells that do more than that.
4: Yes, but Bernie does not have fire fire spells. What she has are spells that, while they say fire in the, the descriptors, they actually do radiant damage. They Jonathan don't do the Muscular
2: has actual fire.
4: You have actual fire. Bernie has holy fire, which is something slightly different. Actual Here's magical fire. You guys mull over this problem so the two of you are kind of left standing over this body going what the, what i think
2: the- I, I think regardless we can take it to the woods because i mean we're not like bernie said we're not going to do it here because it's going to smell nasty so let's take it to the edge of the woods and, and while we're doing that we can discuss
4: how to do it sounds good
1: sounds good um can we have the bear can the bear can i guess we have magic muscles over here we have magic muscles i got
4: this i got the this. bear has followed Travancore to go catch up with lady pastorac all right, so you guys, so uh, Jonathan, and you carry this body, and in its true form, this doppelganger is not very heavy. So it's it's uncomfortable and a little gross, but not a big deal. So as you guys carry this body off into the woods, as Trevancore rushes off to catch up with Lady Pastrac to have a chat, Carlton, you end up back at the tough house with Leros. Who, now that everybody has dispersed and the head of the house goes back inside, he turns to you and says, so what can I help you with in specific?
3: Well, you know, like I was saying before, I need to refine myself if I'm going to be protecting the town that I grew up in. So I'm looking, like, sometimes I find when I'm swinging my weapon with my two hands, sometimes I'm not putting as much oomph into it. And it doesn't hit very hard. And, like, maybe you could figure out, like, ways I can work on my footing to try to, like, get a better swing. Um, And then, like, sometimes, and I I bet you've been there, you get into a fight for a while and, like, you kind of feel, like, beaten, that you've been taking a lot of hits. If I could just find a way to, like, get, like, almost, like, a second win to kind of, like, find this well of reserved stamina to just keep going and protect the people I love.
4: Laros nods and says, these are definitely... Things I can help you with, uh, if you don't mind spending a few hours. I'm I'm not sure how long you're in town, but certainly some of the basics I can teach you this afternoon if you if you would like to come with me to the the sparring range.
3: Uh, for sure. I mean I don't think we're planning on leaving until tomorrow. Um I am a little bit hungry. Like we went on to this thing first thing in the morning. You wouldn't happen to have any like milkshakes around, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's winter, but like sometimes I just feel like we did something good. I feel like a little bit of a treat.
4: I'm not sure. Sadly, I am still relatively new to returning to this area from, from being up north for my studies. So I'm not sure if I know a uh, milk. I, I have milk. Would you? Would, well, basically, I'm sure... you
3: cream the milk until it gets very cold and frothy, and you add sugar and flavorings to make it sweet. So ice cream. Yeah, like ice cream, but drinkable.
4: Why would we do that in the middle of winter? Because it's delicious. It is a delicious treat in the summer, but sadly, for now, nah, I don't. And It's fine. I would recommend before we spar, there be no heavy food or cream in your stomach, just in case. Okay. All right, you guys, he leads you back behind the house where there is an extensive training area. And over the next couple of hours, he has you do some practice drills. He he and you spar gently. He shows you some some footwork. He shows you some different ways of, of gripping uh, both your halberd as well as your double-handed axe. He tends to favor this long... Uh, this great sword that he's using but he also has a shield and um, he's able to very quickly adapt to your weapons you can see that while he's got his preferences he is fluent in pretty much every weapon you do actually end up doing some light meditation. He takes you off the field for a little while and and talks with you about how, while he's not very familiar with your rage and your battle rage that you go into, he is very familiar with that centered focus that you enter into during a battle to keep yourself calm and cool and how you can use that to then close some wounds and refill that energy reserve that you need. And you'll spend basically the next five hours with him learning everything that he has and it's by the time dinner comes the two of you are tired he's obviously been working you fairly hard and several times there's been some guards who've come by to like check things out especially when the two of you spar because even though it's obviously practice sparring it's you're either using a wooden fighting sticks or flat ends of blades. It's still impressive. The two of you are highly skilled fighters of completely different backgrounds. And there's a lot of people who, while they're trying to be in about it, they definitely slow down and watch whenever the two of you are sparring. By dinner time, you're you're both exhausted, but you you do feel like you've got a pretty good grasp of all the stuff that he's been talking about. You kinda wish you had more time, but definitely maybe a, a, a chance to rest and rejuvenate. You feel like the basics that he's taught you are are gonna stick. And Laros will actually um ask if you would like to join them for dinner before you, you head back to your friends. Okay. All right. As Carlton heads inside to clean up and have dinner with the Tufts, Travancore. You spend, takes about five, seven minutes of hustling with Shadow for you to catch up with, you were Olivia Pasterak, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have been walking their horses out of town. It, it kind of seems like it's fairly good manners to not get on the horse and like, ride through town. So you catch up with them just as they've gotten outside of town and have stopped to mount up to continue their journey.
0: I call out Lady
4: Eliz- Lady Olivia. Uh, and she turns, not in surprise. Like it, it seems fairly obvious that you weren't trying to be quiet, and so they kind of heard you coming. But she does turn, and she says, uh, yes, uh, Travancore. Yes, what, what can I help you with?" Um,
0: I just—it's rare when I come from here and I see somebody that I kind of, I kind of relate with. Like, I, I know would just like to be in a place, but not of that place. And that seems to be your brand as much as mine.
4: That would be an astute observation, although I did say as much when you came to my house. It's, This is not where I want to be. This is where we need to be, but now with this threat of giants and everything that's been laid out, I, I may chat with my father and we may finally depart from this place. Maybe it is time that this foolish endeavor of ours is finally put to rest and we move on with our lives.
0: Back to orders deeper.
4: Or... I, I don't know that these are not thoughts that I have had for very long. So I have no plans, just, just thoughts. And you,
0: I think it's off to the crypt garden for me. The long term, uh, short term, we have to go. Uh, what was it? Red Larch. I want to say it's been kind of a crazy day. Like my mind is not entirely here and I'm saying a lot of words and, uh, I just wanted to let you know that you're not alone. I guess that's what I had to say.
4: Go ahead and roll an inside check. You are not alone. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> <From> fro?
0: <laughs> well, that was a nice moment we had there once. A- 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 For a- natural t- 23, but that's a natural 20. Everyone drink.
4: You say this, and in all of your interactions with Al- Olivia Passer, actually has been incredibly guarded and aloof but in a way that you recognize as as a protective aloof and as you say these words her face really doesn't change that much but you recognize the kind of royalty that she is emulating you see the mannerisms that she has adopted to kind of protect herself and while you don't quite know the whole history you can see that these are words that touches that touch her and she is grateful for them kind of in a in a weird way and she nods after after kind of a moment in where just the very subtlest of changes in her her eyes and kind of in the in the back of her head and she nods and she says then that means that neither of us are are alone in our travels i guess if all goes right in this world then the next time you are here at Amphail, I will not be here. But certainly the Passeracts are known enough throughout the Deserian Valley that you can find us if you, if you see fit. And I do hope the next time we sit down for tea, it is a more open and honest conversation. It
0: will be, I promise. And I will find you.
4: And she holds her hand out to shake your hand.
0: I actually try to kiss her hand.
4: She accepts. Kind of before you've done the same thing, it's kind of like she prevents herself from rolling her eyes, but you can tell like, she lets you do it. And as soon as you let go, she then moves to grip your hand in a very familiar uh, equals grip. Uh, not of no- nobles, but of of respected companions, uh, and clasps you on the arm and gives you a a firm but short little shake. Let's go. Straightens up a little bit, mounts her horse, and rides off without another word. Okay.
2: Shadow and I head back. You hear a fell voice on the wind say, "We're probably going to water deep soon, so you may hear
4: again <laughs> very soon." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can I actively choose to ignore that voice? I'm just saying.
4: <laughs> uh so speaking of voices on the wind, Jonathan and Bernie, so you've spent the last couple of minutes taking this body to the outskirts of town. Bernie has been ex- Bernie grabbed
1: some some liquor from some hard liquor from inside the bar. Okay, and it's very uh, easy to find. Has explained to Jonathan that you do while you do need more. Than just a few timbers, but they're going to dig a hole, and he's going to test out how just how hot his burning hands get.
2: And uh, and I I managed to grab the wood out wood axe out back because
1: this is medieval
2: times. Everyone has a wood axe out back, and uh, I'm gonna I'm go gonna ahead cho- and roll an
4: investigation
1: check.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: I hope he has to karate chop the trees down.
2: That would work out badly.
4: I know this is not Minecraft. Wrong game.
2: Uh, that's a 13.
4: Yeah, it, it takes about five, seven minutes because it, this isn't a house in where you just go out back and they've got, you know, a wood chopping station. You actually eventually find the wood axe uh, back down in the basement. And it seems like this is something they just store everything inside. And it's a weird place for it. But you do eventually find a nice wood axe, bring it with you.
2: Good. That that means that uh, while Bernie was grabbing liquor, I was grabbing the wood axe. And the go. plan is to get... Uh, some kindling, I'm going to chop down a nicely sized tree, and then we'll use that to create our little fire pit pyre.
4: Wait, hold on. Do you know- Yeah, are you pitting or pyring or both? I, just, what, I would just like Which to, direction um, in the earth can't are you going? You,
2: can't, you go, can't you do that? Can't you just like dig a hole that's deep enough, put logs at the bottom, put the body on, cover it with oil and liquor, and then burn it? Why wouldn't that work? I know I, this. So so okay. So so I've got a have got a little bit of cultural knowledge from my from my end of North America. So that's how you make barbacoa. You literally bury it <laughs> and and Doppelkoa? and have it in embers. And that's Are why the Doppelkoa? face Koa? meat is so tender. I,
1: to, I want to point out a thing to you. I just a flaw a flaw the plan, if I will. Do you eat the barbacoa? Yes. So there is meat left when you're done. Right, but it's not.
2: uh, First of all, it's with embers. It's like a smoldering heat. It's not going to be the flash fire that we're going to have. I think it can work. And the thing is, we can. And you cover Barbacoa. We wouldn't be covering this. It'd be.
1: I'm going to tell you right now if you're going to be chopping down a full on tree, you're not going to get your ink today, my friend. Eh, we'll we'll
2: chop down a little tree. This may not be Minecraft, but it is Dungeons and Dragons. So, do you have a shovel?
1: We did or a pick she or also a spade or a shovel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we found all their lawn and and gardening supplies
1: in the same Bernie barrel the in the basement. And she was like I I have one. She's like I have one responsibility here. <laughs>
4: you want you want to do this you do it you did find a pickaxe way a long time ago but i don't think you have it on you but i i will say for the the sake of not being uh, micromanaging about this that yes you also found a shovel we're down like, in that basement we're mm-hmm. like the
1: Ro- okay so here's the deal our party is like the roman army everybody carries a shovel because of that one time we got defeated and we don't like to talk about that <laughs>
2: We all we all have our
4: entrenching there's tool like in a, our backpack. There's like a
1: deep joke for every kid who took Latin out there.
4: Yeah, everybody. Oh, y- you guys are so happy that I-, I gave you a bag of holding. Okay, you have a <laughs> shovel. It takes. Can we put him in the bag of holding? Oh my
1: god. No. You, no, I fit. As far you- as
4: you know, you can. Whether that's a good idea or not is up to Ugh, you.
1: That would just get everything else all. Uh, I think it
2: actually would be okay. Like, the problem would be pulling him back out of it, because, like, pulling you out of the bag of holding took a strength check, and you are much lighter
4: than that.
1: Does he become a thing when he dies?
4: D- Does he become, a, as in, he is no longer a creature, he's an object? Yeah. Yes, I would say a body is an object.
1: Exactly. So the differing rules apply. Uh, I don't,
2: I think the rules are the same. It's just that the the object can't suffocate, but
4: tiny people Jonathan. can. Roll an intelligence check. Oh my god,
1: Bernie's just throwing out shit. You gotta remember, she has like a very low intelligence score. She's just gonna,
4: she's just gonna talk shit. Nine. You. <laughs> well, and the only reason I'm asking Jonathan to do it is because Bernie is asking Jonathan, so he's the one trying to come up with these answers. What'd you roll?
2: I rolled a nine. Okay. I feel like that's an arcane, uh, an arcana check though, because it's it's concerning the nature of a magical object.
4: It, it is, but you're not actually examining the magical. Do you have the bag of holding with you? Yeah. Bernie has it. Bernie has the, ma- the bag of holding? I, I thought uh, she did.
3: No, it was around my back. Oh, okay. Never
2: mind. Then. Bernie, Bernie was in the bag of holding. The
1: experience of the bag of holding that she still quite has not admitted to herself was a near-death experience.
4: So, yes, Jonathan, what you are remembering briefly from your encounter with the bag of holding and what you remember from hearing about it, anything that fits in it goes in it. So if you can fit the body in it, and it's a finished body, then yeah, you could put the body in the bag of holding. You don't remember if the interior of a bag of holding will preserve anything, and something tells you it doesn't, because Bernie remembers being in the bag of holding. Oh, if she was in some kind of stasis, that's she would true. not remember that. So you don't know if putting something that could spoil inside a bag of holding is a good idea.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's not put it in there. Let's, let's not even go there. Right, for
4: okay. right now. Well, we don't I'm have a bag
1: of holding, so
3: yeah, let's
2: go yeah, dig we're just this
1: hole. Let's go dig All this right. hole.
3: Meanwhile, I'm over at dinner like, doesn't this bag look nice?
1: Not a lets us, let, let's go, and you chop a tree, and Bernie stands there and gives um, supportive
4: words. Okay. So it takes, Jonathan, how large of a hole are you digging? Can I
1: roll for supportive words to make him dig <laughs> faster?
4: <laughs>
2: uh, I figure... Probably if you would about, like to aid
4: him in any of this.
2: Uh, six feet long, maybe two feet wide. And what do you think? About a foot deep? Two feet deep?
4: Sure. Um,
1: The shovel's the size of Bernie. She can't aid him.
4: Well, she can use... You only have one shovel, but she could use the pick. Would you like to help him? I, I'm not going to make you roll for I it. Mean, I just no, want to know... No,
1: she was going to roll to encourage him. I think a foot deep will be fine. Okay. Okay.
4: Jonathan, you spend the next hour digging this hole. It normally wouldn't take so long, but it's cold. It's winter. The ground is frozen over. But I know,
2: don't know the troubles it, I've been
4: told.
1: Nope,
2: nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't do that. We are seeing the place people about being enslaved. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going for
4: like old-timey prison chain gang, but okay. I, <laughs> In I mean, fairness, I don't know the ethnicity of Jonathan the Maggie Muscular.
1: Yeah, but he's not a descendant of actual enslaved people that really did live and die. Are I you, don't is know it, you that had canon that you were a descendant of <laughs> African
2: peoples. No, I was just Don't. thinking of, like I said, old-timey chain gang. Oh, no, old brother, where art thou?
1: I will literally look some up for you, my friend, so that we can okay. do this next time.
4: Next time, we'll do that. Swing like, go to... out, by the way. Anyway. It's, I'll cut some of this out. Um, well, they gotta ask you her, dig her, the hole, takes about bus? an hour. Yeah, <laughs> Bernie, can, take...
1: Bernie will sing you a song of your people. Of her people, it goes like this, it goes, oh, 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 you have a discography
4: of a hundred plus songs
1: you can run
4: through, any of which are appropriate. And Bernie sings through about 20 of them as you dig this hole. And then as you finish digging the hole, you find a relatively smallish tree looking for something that's going to be, you know, enough wood, but not a full grown crazy tree that's going to take forever to chop up. Takes you about another hour to chop down a tree, cut it into the pieces that you need, uh, lay everything out. Basically, just as the, the sun is starting to set uh because it's winter and sunset's kind of early-ish. you've built everything you've got the body laid in it's whole wood body more wood oil well no not oil uh alcohol uh you've grabbed you've grabbed what looked like to be a crappy bourbon out of the back of Yeah, Bernie knows the, better the than bar. always good booze. Oh yeah, she found like the most bottom shelf mixer stuff and has poured it over everything and it sounds like you're going to burning hands this thing. Oh yeah. Yes, he is.
1: I Should he okay. have to make a check? Because I'm at Burning Hands. Does he have to touch it? Because wouldn't that... No,
2: it's a cone. I can I can do it from far away.
4: Cool, cool, yes. Cool. And I'm planning
2: on doing it at a higher level
1: than normal.
4: All right. Because of the fact that you are not under duress, and this is a fairly peaceful outdoors environment, and you are attacking a hole in the ground with wood and a body, I'm not going to make you roll to actually hit it. Remember that time when you tried to burning hands the snow? No,
2: that hasn't <laughs> happened yet.
4: <laughs> that technically hasn't happened yet. Also, he was under duress. So, but I, what I would like you to do is tell me what level you are casting it at and roll for damage.
2: Okay. Uh, it is an a- area of effect spell, so I wouldn't have to hit anyway. I'm going to cast it at second level, so that I believe that's going to be 46 damage.
4: Yeah, but what I'm assuming is that you're trying to contain all of your damage to whole and fire, <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> and not set the forest on fire. Sort because of like Shadow is eventually going to show up and be really pissed at me. <laughs> he's
2: gonna he's gonna look at me and he's gonna start putting on a ranger's hat very slowly. <laughs> and yet, isn't he the fo- also the fire bear? This bear contains multitudes. If if Shadow senses that the forest is in danger and that I'm not doing what I can to prevent forest fires, his ass will show up. He respects fire. He's a complex bear. The,
4: listen, you can only be a bear of... He can only be the fire bear if you understand the nature and the danger of fire. <laughs> exactly. Oh. He is a fire bear.
3: He's going to show up and be like, you were the
4: chosen one. Only you <laughs> can prevent forest fires. <laughs> All right, that Jonathan, the, roll your damn. That is the
2: only time that's ever going to be funny.
0: <laughs> What's next? Coco Boots going to take a bite out of crime? Yeah, oh my fucking actually god,
1: a fucking bite out of crime? What did we just do for five episodes but take a bite out of crime?
0: Six oh six
1: five two. new has been so dignified throughout this process, and he's just gonna turn and break the fourth wall and just say, only you can take a bite out of crime. And then he's just gonna go back to it as if like nobody knew that he could speak English. <laughs> he doesn't speak common
4: though, just English. Which nobody else in this party speaks. So all they hear is woof, 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 bark, bark Exactly. Bark. Exactly. All right, Jonathan, what did you roll?
2: 14. Perfectly average.
4: Okay. You burning hands this pyre. It, the wood is not... It, it's dry, but it's cold, and it's got some frost on it. The alcohol definitely helps. The body itself is... Not anything more or less remarkably flammable, but you do enough damage that definitely goes up in flames. It's hot and it smells and you've got a nice little bonfire going and it continues to smell and the smoke coming off of this thing is is kind of black and has a disturbing smell to it that makes the, both of you kind of back away.
2: As Jonathan the Magimuscular, he's breathing kind of heavy because he's, he's done he's done a lot today and he says, goodbye, Carthock cock, who died far from home. Goodbye, and fuck you for making our lives difficult. He drops it. He so he holds out the uh the the, shout, the wood axe and then drops it like a mic, and then walks away. But then he wants his axe back, so he goes back and takes it. Up.
1: And Bernie is <laughs> okay. like watching all this, and she's just like, <sighs>
4: and she says, because she's not going to pray. Okay. And she says... You're pretty sure that this this doppelganger was probably not a disciple of Queen Bay. You can't be 100%, but you're like 99.9% sure.
1: I would not fault a tiger for killing. You were merely doing what you were made to do. Unfortunately, it got in our way. What a shame. You were good at what you did, though. You had all these assholes fooled.
4: Can't fault you for that. That's all she said. <laughs> Part of you, Bernie, the the part of you that likes to pull tricks on people, that likes to deceive, can't help, but you don't like this being, and certainly you're, you're both, you're just as pissed as Jonathan is about, you know, almost getting killed and all the shit that you've had to go through, but part of you has to admire how well this doppelganger had everybody fooled. You two spend the next couple of hours babysitting this burning grease fire. It's not fun. The sun goes down. It keeps you warm. Uh, well after dark, it finally kind of subsides enough that you're able to kind of dig through the coals. You can see that a lot of the body has been destroyed. It's not 100%, but you're pretty sure you could just cover the whole thing over with dirt and no one's going to come and dig this up. And even if they did, there'd be not much left.
2: I take the pickaxe and I put it into the ground. I cast light on the top and then I do that.
4: Okay. Yeah, takes you maybe 30 minutes of just putting the dirt back in, covering over. You've got a nice little burial mound, essentially, that'll eventually drop down. But it's By the time you're all done and you're pretty sure that this body is as as well disposed of as you can manage on short notice, it's well after dinner.
1: Bernie's going to pull back her sleeve and smell her skin deeply and look at him and say, Ironically, we're going to need some
4: lemons. It's not as bad as you were afraid of, but because you were both aware. Yeah. You were both aware of how bad this is going to smell. I hear smell. a slow
2: clap somewhere on the fell wind.
4: <laughs> <laughs> comes walking out of the woods, having watched this for the last couple of hours, because somehow Shadow knew there was a fire nearby. But Shadow's happy, and he comes walking out of the woods to greet you guys.
2: Hey, guys. Let's have dinner. I'm good with that. We
1: smell bad, by the way. Like... Just scientifically, we should smell like a dead body. And if that body had been decomposing for several days, depending, some of the fat yeah. would have, like... Uh, readying a
0: constitution saving throw.
1: Moving on, because and it hadn't. You just killed it this us. morning. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's like, Bernie's like, let yes. me tell you what a would have happened one. if this hadn't been worse. Like, you find a new side of Bernie who would like to explain to you the different ways that a decomposed... Thing can
4: attach its nastiness to you. All right, you guys, um, I'm assuming you're heading back to the Eagle Shields for dinner? Oh, yeah. For dinner and lemons. For dinner and lemons. You guys head back to the Eagle Shields. It's it's after dinner, essentially, by the time you guys get back there, but Mouser has made sure that there's food for you and there's a bath drawn as soon as some of you are smelled about an hour after you guys are done eating and in the middle of cleaning up carlton comes back looking sweaty and tired but with a a self-satisfi- self-satisfied smirk on his face
2: i say well i've got something i need to go do so good night everyone and i go up to my room and once i get up there i start laying out everything for uh for spell scrolliness
3: Has it been 24 hours? Can we go back to our house to check on Derek? Yeah, probably should. (gasps) It
4: is, at this point, yeah, you opened it at about 8pm the day before, so yeah, I'd say at this point, when Carlton comes in, and after he's kind of told you what he's been doing all day, yes, you could reopen the pocket house if you'd like. So,
0: here's my thing. I distinctly remember Rachel telling us that it's not a great idea to leave people in there. We did our check and said probably nothing will happen. So I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to turn out.
3: He was our guinea pig.
0: Yeah, well let's go let's go do this for science. Yes,
1: I mean but they said it was fine. They said it was fine. Do you trust Rachel or Bay?
0: Rachel's gonna give us a house.
1: We're gonna I'm gonna let that slide out of friendship.
4: Also, you do still have her letter if you would like to double check exactly what she said. That's true. Alright, let me pull it up. Meanwhile, would you guys like to open up the pocket? Yeah. Box? Regardless,
0: okay. we should do that.
4: You and you're going to set it up in the same guest room.
0: Yeah. Oh, Bernie, you have the uh, the the dealy. I nut. do.
4: I do. Yeah. Ooh, like,
1: Bernie like spins it on the floor. Just like
4: it... it spins for an unnaturally long time for something that is essentially a a, a round flat object and not a top. Oh crap! Uh, we're still in do... the dream. Oh God, no! <laughs> it does eventually stop, and you do not hear a bunch oh. of really low bass instruments. The teleportation oh, circle. Up- I'm, sorry, I'm-
1: <laughs> And then the world folds in half.
3: I read the letter. It doesn't say anything about keeping a living thing in there for 24 hours. It says it will close after 24 hours. And if you open it from the inside to get out and not be trapped forever, essentially, I'm paraphrasing bad things no, will happen.
1: You try to read it and you realize
4: you are in the dream
1: because the words don't, the letters don't. That's how Batman the knew
3: that
0: the, the Mad
2: Hat... I, I was, was about do- to say, do- that, yeah. that sounds like some fucking Batman shit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Meanwhile, Carlton has pulled out this letter and has uh, re-read it unto you. So you know you're not in a dream because he's actually able to make out words. You guys enter the pocket house. The modrons are still on guard. You see one of them has been standing on the walkway. One of them is standing in the living room nearby where your fruit... Uh, and Vegetable Garden is, and the other one, you you don't see them, but you seem to remember that they were sent downstairs to actually gu- guard Derek. Which one do I see up front? Oh, now I have to remember which one you sent where. I think you had Piddleshmick going downstairs to guard. Uh, guard Derek. So Alistair Duke is the one that's in the in the main room, and okay. Felix was the one on the walkway. Okay,
3: so when I get into Alistair, I, I look at him and I'm like, all right, blink once if he gave, if there was no trouble, blink twice if he gave you trouble.
4: Uh, Alistair Duke blinks once and then goes, meop, meop.
3: good job. Proud of you, buddy. Meop. And I pat him gently on his head.
1: Wait, are we all in here? Can
4: I pat him on the eyeball? He will deftly. It's been long enough that now he's... They're all very well aware of your uh, predilection for eyeball patting. And as you reach in to pat his eyeball, he... he, I'm a DM. I gotta say weird shit. He deftly ducks under your hand and you find yourself patting the top of his head. That is some expert level shade. And he gives you a very pleased hair. I...
0: That's at least 18 on
2: on that throat. Cast shade spell. And you could
4: swear he's smiling as he looks back up at you. Do they have (laughs) mouths?
2: Jonathan the Magic Muscular is not there, but he comments that he loves the sounds the moderns make. He loves them.
1: Jonathan the Magic Muscular has been casting a very interesting spell lately called. You can hear my voice from 9,000 miles away. <laughs> I didn't know you gained that
4: one at level six. It's
2: called sending. It's, it's, a, it's a two and a half level spell. I got it a while ago. It's a
4: two and a half level. So wait, level. you didn't, you're not in the pocket house?
2: Oh no, I'm I'm in the Eagle Shield place uh, uh, doing, doing scroll and spell book and learning new spell things.
4: Oh, okay. All right. So you've gone to, they basically set aside two guest rooms uh, with a couple of beds each. So the one now has the pocket house that you've been using. You go into the other one. There is a desk there. You lay everything out and you spend the next couple of hours pouring over the spell scroll, pouring over your books, pulling out your special ink, getting it copied down. It's going to be a relatively late night for you, but you don't anticipate Buck's... If he flies all the way to Red Larch and back, you think it could be more than a day before he comes back, depending on what he finds, so you don't anticipate you're gonna be getting up too early in the morning
2: right and I figured that uh that e- even if it takes him a little bit longer, we're gonna be heading that direction anyway, so we very well might intercept him, but we'll we'll see what happens. It's like, oh, and by the way, I rolled a twenty two on my arcana check for for scroll stuff,
4: okay, so this was uh knock spell so
3: i think it's a level two
4: it's a second level which makes it uncommon which means it's a save dc of 13 you rolled a 15 you are successful woo knock knock Whether the check succeeds or fails, the spell scroll is destroyed. So yes, so you, you go through two hours, you spend the hundred gold worth of stuff, you think you're about to finish, you concentrate your arcane knowledge for just a moment, and you see the spell scroll flare almost as if on fire and then turn to ash. But when you look back at your spell book, there it is. Knock,
2: knock, knocking on a locked door. Hey, hey, (laughs) hey, hey, hey! hey.
1: And utilizes the same
2: spell and goes, "No,
3: please stop." Carlton goes,
2: "Boo!" The the party chat on
1: the
4: (laughs) wind.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can sending go through different planes of existence?
4: (laughs) Yeah, uh, it can, but there is a chance that it can fail. So is this like?
3: Because I know that's contact other planes.
4: Basically, in, like, adding sending, Jonathan wants to sext
1: with, uh, what's-her-face, Dorveen. That is not
3: what I said!
1: That is not what I fucking said! I mean, you say that, but, like, it's gonna be, like, send nudes, and Dorveen's gonna (laughs) send you, like,
3: death? No, it's it's gonna be like, hey, Dorveen, hi, John, what's up? Nothing, just wanted to talk, what's like, up with you? you. you know, going to
1: be like,
4: you up, and she's going to be like, well, I am now. <laughs> I just got a message in the back of my head. I would like Bernie, Carlton, and Travancore to roll perception checks, please. Oh, oh no.
1: This is like a oh, moment no. where like, the uh, no. like, everything's fine, and then it's not fine.
4: Carlton got a
3: 21, while Bernie looks how perceptive she is. Travancore also got a 21.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. This is gonna be a terrible perception check on my part. Yes, I got a twelve. Okay. okay. So are we? Are you gonna find fucking
2: fucking Derek? Uh, Nina Tuckered, a la Full Metal Alchemist, all over the wall.
1: The, the moderns will been like, we can't a escape.
4: <laughs> so Bernie. As you and Alistair Duke do this fun little I'm gonna pat you in the eyeball, nope, you're patting me on the head dance, and have a have a fun little moment together. Carlton and Travancore, you clearly hear someone yelling from down in your basement.
1: He's like, what the hell did
4: you
0: do?
1: I
3: immediately run to the basement. Yeah, I go as well, brandishing uh, my Halberd.
1: Okay. I, do I notice even notice, I I notice them running to the basement, right?
4: Oh yes. I like hey, you don't wait. you don't hear what they hear, but you see the two of them suddenly run off, open the door, and sprint down into the basement.
3: Okay. Uh, as I go through the door, I immediately yell, "Halt!" to stop whatever might be happening.
4: Okay. You run downstairs. the The two of you get there first. Bernie, if you're following, you'll be just moments behind. As you get to the bottom of the stairs, you see. Kind of what you'd left. Piddleschmick is standing in the middle of the basement, his multitude of arms holding onto a multitude of spears. He seems to be unperturbed and tied up against a pole. Uh, one of the support poles of the basement is still Derek Marn. He is uh, still tied up. He still has the, the blindfold over his eyes, but he is ungagged and you can see that his pants are wet. And, as you come downstairs, he is yelling, "Were you going to come down here and help me any time soon? I've been here forever. We just got back, and Carlton is you well, you just got back, but you have to remember he has now been tied up in your basement for like a day,
3: yeah, at yeah. the point being
4: and you do <laughs> he's right where I wanted him. You do very clearly smell that while he has managed to hold. Most of his issues, um, he has wet his pants.
3: That's that's fine. There's been worse accidents in this house.
1: I cast dry pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fifth
4: level spell. You don't know that yet. Oh, oh dang.
3: Can we now make that canonical
4: for when she does oh get accidents? Oh, my access God. Yeah, I'm totally
1: right. <laughs> it down. When I am fifth level, I get dry pants.
4: I'm going to, I'll work on that. I'll work on that <laughs> as a cleric spell. It'll be custom cleric spells. Anyway, uh, Derek very clearly you guys have come downstairs, and he says, it's, I don't understand where you guys have been. I've been down here forever. What happened? Can't you let me loose? I'm cramped. It's not forever, it's 24 hours. And he's been tied up and blindfolded in your basement for 24 hours. Right, but that's not forever.
1: Admittedly, admittedly, he's probably, we should probably untie him, depending on how tight those binds are, he might lose function in some of those
4: limbs. Please, I- I am not sure if I can feel a couple of my fingers. i I just- Listen, if you haven't taken care of things at this point, I- You know that I'm no danger to you at this point. Just at least let me up so I can go clean insight. myself up. Well, Drew- not
3: say that danger? I'm not- no danger. Twelve.
4: Uh, well, at the moment, he's currently tied up and he's pissed his pants, so he's absolutely no danger. Right,
3: but, in general-
4: I mean, he's tied up, it's obvious that he is wet himself, and that he's been sitting here for like 24 hours, so he's- he sounds desperate, but you imagine that- that, yeah, he would, but otherwise, you're not sure if you really can breed him. I'll go untie him. Carlton, if you try something funny, kill him on the spot. Okay.
3: I and I that. want
0: to untie him in such a way that my hand does not touch anything even remotely resembling pee. I'm going to be very okay. careful about this. It,
4: it, that's <laughs> <My> fairly <hand. laughs> easy. He he was seated on the floor with his arms behind him tied to the pole. And he had, it's basically just the seat of his pants is, is wet. So you untie his legs, you untie his arms, you untie the rope. Uh, holding him to the pole he takes off the blindfold and the first thing he does is kind of massage his his wrists you can see they're a little raw it's not they're not bloody per se but you know he obviously has been trying to shift and move and get some comfort and he says oh thank you i never thought you guys were gonna come back i was I don't know how how long have I been here. I I figured once you didn't come back immediately that either you just left me to die or that that Vukovic had taken you all out.
0: I got some good news for you. Um, you don't have to worry about Vukovic anymore. He's he's quite dead. In fact, he's probably been dead a while. The what you thought was Vukovic was actually a doppelganger from the Undercommon, Underdark. who went by the name of Catharcock. Now, if I believe if I remember he's it correctly,
4: Catharcock. That sounds like, I, it
0: sounds like a Catharcock. Doppel- I mean, my Undercommon doppelganger. I
4: don't even but, uh, what. Is that?
0: It's a nasty little being from the Underdark. The less you know about the Underdark, the better we all are. But he's dead now. And uh, and it looks like you're safe. I don't think anyone's going to be after you. I mean, there was one guy that escaped in our battle, like one ninja dude. But I think... No, I actually, no,
4: them. there was nobody that escaped. No one he tried, tried to, to escape, and we fucked him up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So You killed everybody that was down there.
0: Never mind. And scratch, all the snails. Scratch that. So I, I it looks like you're, you're, you're in the clear for now, but... The lords know about um, what Vukovic's been doing in the basement of your bar, so I don't know if that's going to be an issue for you or not, because we had to call a whole group of the lords. I,
4: well, I barely know about everything that Vukovic was doing in the basement of my bar, and... but Okay. Well, you promised that you would kill him, and I thank you for that, for upholding your word. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I mean, I told you that it was it was the buying and selling of information that was keeping that bar open without the fixers, without Vukovic, there are no fixers and without no fixers there, there ain't no bar. Well, actually
1: the bar is physically still there. And you know, if you weren't wasting so much time running around being everyone's gopher, maybe you could concentrate on having a good establishment.
3: Also, I hear women is a good trade
4: (laughs) to be honest. Do you think anyone is going to come by this bar now that everybody knows what's been going on? Well,
1: I don't know, man, but, like, you really never thought there'd be a day where all of this could come crashing around on your head?
4: I thought I'd be long gone by then, and maybe that's what I'm going to have to do. Am I free to go at this point? Do I? I want to be
1: long gone anyway, because there's some giants making their way down to us. Wait, what? So
0: what you're going to want to do, just to get out of this basement, is we put that... That uh, blindfold back on, or Carlton or Bernie can put it back on there for you, because it's the only way you leave this basement. Because you cannot know where you are for your own safety.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
3: He he's been he's been right by us, so I'm gonna do some first. You gotta put the you gotta put the hood on first, and I'm gonna lead you somewhere, and you're gonna be okay with it.
1: But you'll also get pants. Let's promise some pants.
3: Yeah, they could do his pants. I was gonna take him to the bathroom so he could take a bath. Oh, that's oh a good yes, idea.
1: that's a thing. And um, the mod, the modrons, they sometimes they have spears, but other
4: times they have laundry.
3: So while he's bathing, I will have the modrons clean his clothes for him.
4: He he nods and says, "All right, I I, I guess that's fair." And he's just now. Unless you like, would like
3: to leave while being still being soiled, I mean, if you would like to use the bathroom to bathe, take a moment, relax, you may.
4: We'll bring you some but if you just want to
3: leave with soiled pants, you may as well.
4: I might as well leave with what little dignity I have left. And at the, you can see that like he stood up, he's rubbed his legs to kind of get some of the circulation back. He's been rubbing his arms, and then like he's been trying to not look at the Madrinn that's been standing in the basement this whole time. And Piddleschmick doesn't give any fucks. So he's just standing there with his spears at the ready, uh, just kind of casually standing there, but uh, Derek is definitely doing his best to not look at this thing while looking at this thing, and he says, well, alright. You're not gonna have to tie me up again, right? I can just go to the bathroom, we can uh, take no care of this, and I can leave. Blindfold, yes.
1: Blindfolds, yes.
4: He Takes the blindfold and he hands it over to you, Carlton, and says, "Well, I I would very like to not be in these pants anymore. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: And
3: it's nothing personal, but like the fixers have secrets, we got secrets. It's just uh, a need to know basis. Uh, you don't have the like, property security clearance just yet. And you're uh, also you some completely
4: untrustworthy. Like, Listen, I don't I don't care where you guys are. I. Perfectly happy to leave this place, this town, this whole situation and never come back here again. So whatever it takes. I will blindfold
3: him and lead him to the bathroom.
4: Alright, he submits to it, you lead him up the stairs and into the bathroom, Um, close the door, and then basically over the next hour, he'll get himself cleaned up, the modrins will dry out his pants and get him back to him, and about an hour later, he's you open up the door and he's got the blindfold back on, you check it over and he seems to be legit, and he says, alright, well, lead on, I'll follow, how how far do we have to go for me to get out of here?
3: Uh, Not too far while he was in the bathroom uh, i want to say somebody should go ahead i can do it if you want but we should let the eagle shields know like either to clear the room or to be very very quiet
0: you should probably go cuz you have the closest bond with them
3: okay so when by the time he comes out of the bathroom I'm yeah, i'll gone. i'll be the one
0: who uh who gets his blindfold back in and leads him out of the uh the undisclosed location
4: Alright, yeah, Carlton, you head outside. It's well after dark, and you find Mouser in the living room. Uh, Looks like he is... He's just smoking a pipe and kind of staring out the the window. And when you ask him, he's, just ta- he's basically just mulling over everything that's happened today. And when you tell him about... I mean, how much do you tell him? Because he actually doesn't know about... So, Pa... Who's upstairs.
3: So, so, Pa, you know, like, we've been trying to do right by the town... Uh, And we had to do some things that I'm not super proud of, but we need to get information. We need to keep somebody safe while we dealt with that alien. But I don't want them to know that you were involved. So he's going to be leaving right now, never knowing where he was. Uh, So when he comes down, I just want everybody to be quiet so he doesn't pick up on where he was. And that way there's no chance of possible retribution.
4: Mouser gives you a curious look and says... Okay. I I trust you, especially after what's happened today. Uh you don't have to worry about anybody else. The the rest of the, the house is quiet. Uh Miri's already gone up to bed and everybody else is No, I think I think I'm the only one that you have to worry about for the moment. Are you doing this right now?
3: Uh they'll be down in just a minute.
4: Okay, so Meltzer will say Yes. So uh Miri's upstairs sleeping Dorn and Kara went to go stay with some some friends for the night. They were a little worried about everything that happened. Dorn is with some friends, and and, and Kara is staying with with Evanthia. Um, hopefully the two of them can keep each other from doing anything rash. But did so I for notice? Now,
3: did I notice Kara at the Tufts when I was there training?
4: Uh yeah, she and Avanthia they left together um yeah. and they went back they actually had dinner with you both of them were a little quiet evanthia seemed still angry mm-hmm. um but they were there and they were you hadn't thought about it too much when you left but yeah. it, yes both, both i of relay them were that still there. i had
3: dinner with uh Kara and evanthia everything seemed to be okay and i think that they will be safe at the night at the tufts
4: and so he is gonna sit quietly and puff on his pipe. As uh, Travancore, I guess it's you leading.
0: I'm I'm leading Derek out of the. uh... Okay,
4: he follows you. Where do you lead him to? Do you just so it's out the just front door? pretty
0: much like a straight line, like upstairs, th- right through the front door. Oh okay, no, well he's already upstairs, so right through the front door, right through the hole, and then just I'm sort of leading him by uh by the hand, making checking it periodically, make sure he's not like trying to touch his his. His blindfold.
4: Nope. He is passive, pretty much. Resigned would be a good word for it. And you do get the sense as, as you guys leave the house and get outside, his pace picks up a tiny bit and you feel like he's just looking to go. Uh, where would you lead him to?
0: I'm just going to go right out through the front door of the Eagle Shields, like down the stairs, out the front door of the Eagle Shields. I want to take him back to town, actually. I think that's the safest thing. Like, I know he's going to have the blind shield on for a long time. I'm not going to save him anything during this time to indicate where I would be. Okay. Uh, but I'm just going to make a beeline to the, to the, to the town center.
4: As you get to just to the outside of town, it's been a relatively quiet walk. It's relatively late at night. It is cold. It's super dark. Uh, there's a little bit of snow, but everything seems to be fairly quiet between the activity from this afternoon, as well as just it's late night and it's dark and it's winter. It It's quiet. And just as you get to the outside of town, you stop. Um, And if at that point you take off his blindfold. Uh, Derek blinks a little bit and sees where he is outside of town and says, well, all right, then, I, I guess I'm going to go back to the bar and I'm probably going to be gone. I'm probably leaving. So I'm not going to say thank you because this whole thing was just a shit show, but I guess it could have ended up worse than it was. So thank you for not killing me, I guess. But pants mean
0: you're alive. Kind of give a wry right grin.
4: Well, they're not wet anymore, thanks to those things. Those were weird. I'm leaving now. You friggin' ugh, god pawns. Why do I always have to end up with god pawns? And he goes walking off. Bye, Derek. He does not turn around. He walks off.
2: <laughs> so you hear on a voice on the felt wave again. So it sounds like we have a bar
1: now. <laughs>
2: Well, no, because no. Derek might go back no. to it.
1: No, you hear another voice that says, No, we cannot afford <laughs> the overhead! And the bar doesn't make any
2: money! It's not a viable
1: investment!
0: <laughs> yeah, more than likely, Derek's going to sell the bar and then pick up and go somewhere like Waters Deep or somewhere
3: else. Wait, what if we start our own information gathering services to uh, to keep the bar up going?
0: That would involve and Anfield for one second longer! I have no interest in that. I know it's your home, but I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> about- and on that note, Trevor I was about to which, say this whole thing he imagined in his mind. He turns around and walks right back
3: to the. Ego yeah, fields. he has this conversation in his mind, like like could be like, "By the way," and you'd be like, "No."
4: Eventually, you do want to pick up the stuff you left in the fixer layer under underneath the fuck, bar. You're we supposed to
3: make
0: the fuck. House? We were- God damn it! <laughs> God damn it. Oh fuck! <laughs> I run back to to towards the bar. <laughs>
4: All God right, damn it! You know I wasn't gonna say anything. I was gonna see if you guys were gonna leave town before you realized. But oh, we I am a kind and gentle DM. You are. We were so fucking gonna do you. that. Anyway, Travancore, you go running back towards the bar. Basically, you stand there. You have this weird conversation in your head where you hear your teammates as everyone talks about the bar and you're thinking about the stuff under it. And you you realize very quickly, oh shit, we left like chests. At, like, basically, the only thing you took out of that place was the bag of holding, the potions, and that weird box with the feather yeah. inside that you put inside the bag of holding. Oh boy, Everything so... else is still there.
3: Hey, Jonathan, it's been a while since I've heard from Travancore
4: Can you see what's up with him? Jonathan is not in the pocket house. Jonathan is still. No,
3: neither am I. I am I went outside to talk to Mouser. The only one in the pocket house is Julia. Or, I mean, Bernie.
4: Bernie, Jonathan him. doesn't respond since he is deep in the throes of an ar- arcane transcribing. When you guys do this, yeah, around eleven o'clock, you might hear a woohoo, Eureka! Yeah, fuck yeah! He's you still, he still got probably about another hour at this point.
3: Fuck Rika! All right, I'm gonna realizing that it's taking Travancore longer than I thought it would. I'm gonna make my way to the bar.
4: Okay, Bernie, what would you like to do? Um,
1: Bernie's gonna shower. No, she already showered, didn't she? She's gonna go to
0: bed. Okay. So, in retrospect, we could have just as easily accessed the uh, the pocket dimension from the bar after everything was done.
3: That was the original fucking plan! So why don't we go back to the Eagle Shoots again? Because we're forgot. Food
4: and bath. Oh. Okay, while Jonathan finishes up his arcane funness, uh, Bernie gets into her most comfy clothes, and she and Coco Snoot say, fuck it, go to bed. Uh, Travancore, you... Moments after you realize what you have forgotten, go running after Derek, and Carlton, you will be not far behind. Derek turns suddenly, and you see him take, like, the worst defensive posture ever. Like, he was expecting you when you come running up. He, You get the sense from the, the startled look on his face and the defensive posture. He was expecting you to run up with a knife to his back. What?
0: Take it easy. Really?
4: Didn't I mean- we just say good, good? What?
0: Yeah, we did. But I have some unfinished business, and i it might be a way for you to get a fresh start, and for us to get what we need. We can help each other one last time, and then you can go in peace.
4: Do I have a choice?
0: No. What do you need? Come with me to the bar. I'll show you. No
4: blindfolds.
0: No blindfolds. You know where you are. You don't need one.
4: All right, fine. The two of you amble over to the bar. It only takes a couple of minutes. Carlton, are you, like, running?
3: Uh, <laughs> yes.
4: All right. Uh, that, like, I, it's
3: taking him longer than I thought, and so I'm fearing like, he went by himself with a known fixer conspirator even though we thought he was on the up and up you know the little back of my mind was like we split the party
4: you did yeah but i'm a badass archer though you are and you are a god pawn or a fate changer basically by the time you guys get to the front of the bar derek notices the sign that bernie uh crafted the other day he gives it a very long look and then just sighs, uh, reaches into his pocket, pulls out a key, unlocks the front door. Um, you see him wrinkle his nose a little bit, and Travancore, you kind of smell the lingering leftovers of whatever that body was. And you guys head inside to the darkened interior. Carlton, you round the corner at a a, a pretty good trot, uh, and you see the door to the bar opening up as Derek and Travancore are entering.
3: Right, I kind of slow my pace a little bit, uh, like to a normal pace. Uh, and then I follow in. Hey, buddy. Just in time.
4: Just in time for what? What is going on? I thought we were finally done.
3: Yeah, it was taking a while, and so I got worried.
4: Well, I'm here. Was there anything else you needed? What? What?
3: Yes, there is a
0: change reversal. Big reversal of fortune for you. It's been a rough couple of days for you, for sure. But I think we have a way to make it better for you. And for you to get a fresh start, and fresh. Get- we want to. And I sort of motion towards the, uh, the secret entrance there. And I kind of go in th- towards there that, that, that he, way
4: he'll follow you down he's uh
3: when i see traffic am like
4: oh shit my stuff yeah His stuff he, so he follows you down into the main room you're gonna bring him back to the the room with the fireplace that you've basically gathered everything from the fixer layer
0: so as you can see vukovic slash cathartok has been kind of busy
4: Like he's been he has never been past that initial room. And so you kind of lead him down the hallway and around the the trapped glyph on the ground into this other room where there are uh, two incredibly valuable yet smelly snell shells. um, One very large heirloom chest that you haven't opened yet, uh, a clothing rack, some rugs. I'm trying to remember. I think the small chest is still sitting here. I remember if that's there or if you put that in the bag of holding but let's say it's there basically everything kind of gathered into this room plus carlton had had also dragged over a couple of choice plush chairs hell yeah and the couch and so it's it's this weird pile of random stuff in the middle of this room
3: carlton wants to work on his ass groove
4: Derek is looking at it all curiously and says well i knew we were being success successful but i didn't think we were being really nice chairs successful but how how is this going to change my fortune i'm i can't stay down here everyone knows about it i'm sure
0: hear me out well you don't have to so kathartak is gone the fixtures are gone i'm here you're here carlton stop me if i say anything that you object to but what i propose is stop i didn't say anything yet
3: i object Oh, sorry. I what sure I propose
0: is that you take one or two of these trinkets, get enough that you can sell it off, those two items only, and start a new life for yourself at Waterdeep or wherever you want to go. And just make a fresh start. There's there's some assets here that are probably worth a good amount of money. I was personally thinking one of the shells, we would keep the rest of it.
4: Well, and he looks over at the the snail shell, which is gorgeous. Just the the... Uh, riot of colors. You guys know from fighting these things what exactly they are and how valuable those can be as crafting materials, but they are huge. I mean, Carlton can barely lift one and Derek looks at it and says, well, I I mean, it's, it's pretty, but I, I think I could take that and then I could spend the rest of my life trying to carry that somewhere.
0: I have to believe a man of your resources and contacts should be able to know somebody you could sell this to. Like all the- you know all the lords.
3: Yeah, these Absolutely, are Absolutely,
4: but how am I supposed to get it to them? I mean, that thing is huge, and- Oh, what is that smell? Oh. Well, again,
0: you know the lords. You could probably arrange your meeting with one of them, one would think.
4: I, I happen to know that most of the houses were paying in, in gold a monthly stop hand to, to get their information. You didn't find any of that? I would rather just take a little bit of gold I and have. have
3: a, I have an opal worth roughly 300 gold. I will give to you, that will give you the expenses you need to get to Waterdeep and then get on your feet again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're presenting your butt opal? It, it has been cleaned. He doesn't know that he doesn't need to know that it's a butt opal. <laughs> he regards this opal and you see him consider it for a m- minute. Um, Carlton, go ahead and make a persuasion check.
3: Persuasion is 11.
4: He looks at this opal and he says, I, w- I appreciate the offer, but I think if I'm going to head to Waterdeep, I would rather n- not show up with what could be a, a-, a traceable gem I will take half of its value in just you didn't find where Vakovic kept any of his his stash of gold and uh,
3: uh, he had cleaned it out.
4: And there's nothing in the the chest?
3: I haven't opened them
4: yet. Uh he walks on over and he goes to open the chest and he finds it locked. He pats himself down and he says, I, I don't have any of my tools. Did you find did you find my tools?
3: Did we fight? I don't think we found your tools.
0: I don't think we did. You know where your tools are? You're going to go grab them real quick.
4: Wait right here. I'll be right, right back. And he leaves. Uh, do you follow him or do you just stay where you are? I'm going to
0: follow him, Carlton. You can guard the loot if you don't mind. Okay. Man, f- I really want to give him my butter bowl.
4: You follow him. He heads out of the lair, back upstairs. He heads up through the bar upstairs into where the room's upstairs for rent. He goes to the the farthest one, which seems, when when he opens it, seems to be just a plain room. But as he opens up a few drawers, you can see there's actually stuff in there. And this is apparently where he lives, is he just lives in one of these rooms. He rifles through a few drawers, and then you hear him go, "Oh, oh, yeah, and he pulls one of the drawers out completely from the desk, turns it around and on the back you can see a small leather case and he pulls the leather case off and he pockets it and then puts the drawer back and he says, thank you we'll we'll head back downstairs, maybe maybe we can help each other out a little bit and uh, you follow him back down into the fixer lair where he then kneels down in front of this big heirloom chest that you guys haven't been able to be- been able to open just yet folds out this leather pouch that has a series of tools in it and puts two very thin they almost look like metal pieces with hooks on the end into the keyhole examines the keyhole for a long moment, and then you hear him moving stuff around. Yeah, and then you hear a slight click as the chest opens up, and he lifts up. As it, he goes to it,
3: so I put my hand on it to kind of keep it closed. i would be like, we'll deal with that in a moment. There's another one that needs to be unlocked.
4: He, As soon as you do that, so like it unlocks, and it clicks open, and he starts to open it, and you slam it shut, and it Locks shut again and he gives you a look like that is very clearly what the hell man and as you say this he goes "I'll, I'll. that's fine i'll i'll do both but hold on a moment and he goes back into the chest and it's a little quicker this time because he knows what he's doing unlocks it and he says shouldn't we just do one chest at a time i don't even there's another chest and he opens up the big one. This is a, a an heirloom size chest, like end of the bed kind of thing. And you can see on the inside, there is a bunch of smaller leather pouches. Uh, there There seem to be like 10 of them. And as you open them up, you see they are filled with money. It is mostly gold pieces, a bunch of silver pieces, some copper. Uh, You want to take a second and kind of rifle through. You see that you eventually count out. It seems like each pouch has almost 500 gold pieces in it. If you spend the next couple of minutes actually counting everything out, you get to a a grand total of 2,842 gold pieces, 400 silver, and kind of a handful of copper. Derek, for his part, doesn't seem surprised by this amount. And while you guys are counting this out, he says, "What? what's this other chest? That, well, I can get going on this other chest. What you got?
3: Uh, I'd take him to the small chest that was locked. While okay. I'll, I'll do that while Travancore is finishing counting.
4: Sure. He's going to, he once again examines, it's kind of this... This is the the tiny little one. He examines it closely, looks inside the lock, puts it down on top of the one of the end tables, pulls out a different set of tools. Oh yeah, and he opens it easily. You can see on the inside, as this chest opens up, it's got a plush interior, uh, kind of this red velvet interior. And there's just kind of inside a, a small leather bag inside of this chest there's some uh there's some gemstones you find four rough gemstones that are kind of this pale blue color they're they're very pretty they're uncut uh, which actually can be more expensive if since these are good size he he looks at them and he says well that's that's pretty and he puts them back into this tiny little chest and hands it back to you and says, if you are being generous and actually allowing me to walk out with any of this stuff, I would rather just take a handful of gold and and have it be done because that that's going to be the easiest thing for me to to leave with.
3: I I, I do sidebar Travancore, uh, one pouch of gold, one pouch.
4: Okay. You hand him a pouch of gold, which each of the pouches seem to have about 500 gold pieces. He seems very surprised at the genero- generosity and gives you a long look and says, no strings attached.
0: Well, there's just one.
4: I thought there'd be one. What?
0: Your amphil privileges have been revoked. Maybe you get an early start on uh, wherever it is you got to go. Just head out, start a new life for yourself. Why wait? You know, there's no reason to hang out here anymore.
3: He was literally leaving when you brought him back! Also, do you remember how they got the things into here? Do you know where that door is? Oh, yeah, that's
4: a good no, question. No, I I know that the exit to that is somewhere out in the woods. It's covered up by a stump, but I I don't know how they were getting things in and out of here. He looks over at the snail shells and says, I'm, I'm guessing that's what lo- they're from.
0: Yep, so this is our bar now. I think our business is concluded. Carlton, would you agree?
4: Yes. You are welcome to it. Uh I don't Frankly, I recommend you do what I'm doing, and that is getting out of here as quickly as possible. Thank you. This has is... turned out better than I expected. I'll be gone by the time you guys leave, and he uh, turns You could
3: just leave the deed on the bar counter.
4: What deed?
3: To the bar. Yeah.
4: It's no, yours. No, That's we're the not... deed. No,
1: we didn't we didn't buy a
4: zoo and we didn't buy a bar.
3: We didn't buy a bar. We got a free bar.
4: And he turns and leaves. So he leaves. And is there anything else? Are you going to just leave? Are you going to try to haul this stuff back? What are you going to take with you? We're we all of the a-
3: gold. All okay. the gold we can easily... I have the bag of holding on my person still.
4: Yep. So you can put all the gold, all the silver in there. You can put uh, the little chest is uh, that has the-, the aquamarine gemstones in it. Wait.
0: So he said... He'll be gone by the time we leave. Like I don't want to leave any of this stuff that he can get to get to it. I want him gone. That's why I told him get out of here, leave town. Make an insight check.
2: See if he's gonna come back.
4: Yeah,
0: I don't think he will. He...
4: Go. Ahead. You can insight him as he's leaving right. after he
0: says this. I'll, I will I'll back incite. that up. Well, yeah, five. I don't. I, I don't perceive nothing. The, I don't insight when nothing. he
4: says that he wants to be out of here, and you hand him five hundred gold and say, "Get out of here." He. Seems yeah. yeah just, just leave now. Seems that's just be easier. Very sincere in taking that gold and getting as far away from the two of you as possible.
3: Travancore, we've got carts back at the sh- uh, at the house. Why don't you hook a cart up the sh- to uh, Shadow and then we can at least get the shells? And then I really want this fucking furniture, so we'll figure that out as well. Because I need to work on my ass groove. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like we get a cart and we can start loading this stuff in, so that way we can maximize the time that the house is currently open. Cause remember, it, once it closes, we gotta wait another day.
0: Here's the thing: we have the bar, we have the keys to the doors, and all that. We can just, I can just bed, stay here tonight, guard the loot, make sure it doesn't nothing happens. Grab a pillow from upstairs, just sleep in the basement. You know, I'm I'm comfortable. Shadow and I can can them next to each other. It's fine.
4: I'll say so. If you guys are looking to load this stuff on a cart and get Shadow to carry it all back, that yes, all of the the stuff that you have found. Uh, what doesn't fit into the bag of holding. Uh basically everything fits into the bag of holding, as I said. Even the tapestries in a really weird way. If you want to put them in the bag yeah, of holding. Yeah, like roll because, them
3: thin and then slide them in like yeah, a magic trick.
4: It's this weird guy brush three type thing and where you're putting them into the bag and they're just it's 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 the disappearing rope trick. But because they're they're not super wide and you put them in the the thin way, they fit. So basically it's just the any of the Like, you can take the clothing off the rack and put that in the bag of holding. The tiny little box fits. If you take all the gold out of the chest and put the bags of gold into your bag of holding, that all fits. So pretty much it's just the two shells and any of the furniture. And I'll say for the sake of time and all of our sanity, yes. You can load all that onto a cart that you find outside and Shadow is more than happy to parade down the dark, cold road, carrying the stuff back. When you get back to the house, Mouser is there still puffing away and is uh, actually happy to help you carry everything upstairs into the pocket house. And so it's late. As you're doing this Jonathan you finish transcribing your spell scroll it flares into nothingness as you have the spell now in your your book and you're like woohoo oh what's that smell as they're going by with snail shells and you get everything into the pocket house
3: So basically I want to make our pocket house a pocket home
2: Well I want to I I want to fast forward to next morning so cuz I really want to cast I I really want to do this thing before we do i want to actually while we're helping
0: Mouser's helping us i want to apologize to him for the subterfuge i mean cuz clearly we we kind of said things that weren't true to him for to protect him of course but i still feel badly about it cuz he's been honorable and decent to us
4: as you say this he he nods and says i don't i don't need an apology but i i will accept it and i appreciate it and uh, hopefully, now that the fixers are no longer an issue, there will be no more reason for this kind of subterfuge. Well, if that's all that you have, I will- I will leave you to have a good night. I need to wash my hands. Those- those shells are gorgeous, but, whoo do they smell. Alright, you guys- Uh, stash everything in the house. You put the shells in the basement so that it doesn't smell up the whole house. What little furniture you got, you kind of position around the the vegetable garden you have in the middle of the living room and join Bernie, who has been asleep for several hours now, in your own long rest.
3: As we're setting the furniture up, can I tell the Modrons, can you take this, and I gesture to the vegetable plants, while we're sleeping in the next few days and make a bunch of smaller ones that will fit outside?
4: They all look at each other, and you see them all kind of look out the window, and the one, uh, Alistair Duke points to the outside, and and to like the long walkway that leads to the to the teleportation circle, and goes,
3: yes, uh, small ones on the sides of the walkways,
4: so that it fits.
3: It could be real small and thin, just and maybe a bunch of small ones, but the plants aren't going to grow inside.
4: And they immediately get to work starting to dismantle everything.
3: You guys are the best. Good night.
4: All right. You guys have a long rest. It's been a very (laughs) long day. (laughs) It's been a very long couple of days. And each of you kind of, as you sleep, feel like you've, you kind of mull over the day's events, the last couple of weeks, the new things that you've learned. You wake up fairly late the next day feeling for the first time a lot calmer than you have since, especially since you've entered Amphale kind of feeling like maybe you've gotten some stuff done and there's still issues on the horizon but you're feeling maybe a little more equipped and a little more powerful and uh, able to, to handle whatever can be put your way because you know you're level 6 now <laughs> alright and before we go I would normally end it there Except Jonathan Jonathan. needs to make a phone call.
1: Jonathan's gonna sext his lady. He's gonna be like, you up? And she's gonna be like, no.
4: So, Jonathan, you wake up. You feel like some of the spells that you've been studying have finally clarified in your mind, and you flip to the pages of your spell book and read over the one, the new ones that are now apparent and obvious to you. Why you couldn't see how to cast these before is beyond you. And there is sending. All right, I I make the arcane
2: motions and hummshpy um, hum, spy, and then. I send the following message to Dorveen. Hi, Dorveen. It's Jonathan the Badge Muscular. Sorry for the mental intrusion. How are you? We are good. Alive and well in Amphail. How's greenest? That is 24 words.
4: I was about to say, if you were going to continue, I'm like, how many words? Word
2: count is amazing.
4: (laughs) Your word count is amazing. Okay. You send this message off the picture of Doravine clear in your mind as you kind oh, of shit. mentally- it, So comp- it's
2: like, we you said we woke up late, right? So I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not pulling a, hey, you up? <laughs> like we were just
4: talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys, it, it's like- in order to get the long rest for, like, Bernie, if you wanted to get up at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, you could. But the rest of you are sleeping until, like, 9 or 10 to get your long rest. Bernie's so gonna it get is up early
1: de- and, like, have a nice, quiet breakfast alone.
4: You, absolutely. It's it's calm. You have some tea. You're watching as the Modrons are very uh, meticulously taking bits of dirt that have stuff planted in them and moving them into what seems to be pre-made um, small square containers and taking them outside and you don't really know what they're doing
1: it, <laughs> <though>. <laughs> it, it is because
4: they're the mechanical motions are very repetitive and very smooth and relatively quiet actually uh jonathan you picture dorveen and send off this message and wait because you know that as soon as she receives this message, she can respond immediately. That's part of the spell. And so you you sit on your bed and wait. And wait. <laughs> and wait some more.
2: <laughs> oh dear. full circle. It's a minute, I think, that she has to respond.
4: And you haven't really been keeping track of time because you kind of expected something immediately and there's nothing. And you're getting worried. And just as you kind of give up and you stand up, and you're about to go join everybody. You feel a tingle in the back of your head. Oh! I have mail! The clear voice of Dorveen enters your mind, and you hear her say, Well, I am glad you are alive. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we'll end this episode of Dungeons & Dragons and Drunks. Next week, well, guys, you guys wake up. Looks like I'll be hanging out water deep for a while. At sixth level, <laughs> with mail. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, sixth level! I am down a
2: spell slot.
4: Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com, and see you next encounter.